Welcome. Bienvenido. And welcome in, travelers. You're listening to the Wonderlusting Wives podcast, where your podcast for escaping life's monotony, indulging in your wildest travel fantasies, and discovering the constant beauty of this ever-changing world. You may experience some turbulence along the way, so buckle up and keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the vehicle as we wander on to our next destination. On today's episode, we will be exploring the capital city of the United States, Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Wonderlusting Wives podcast. We're your navigators, Allison and Regan. And today we will be exploring our nation's capital. So the the United States capital is Washington, D.C. It's sort of technically considered another state, but not really. It's like it's District of Columbia is what D.C. stands for. I'm still kind of confused about it. But anyways, we're going to keep talking about Washington, D.C. But of course, we have our icebreaker first. And today's question is, what is something that you absolutely cannot travel without? Allie? This might age me by a lot, but I have to say a good pair of shoes to walk in because getting blisters at the beginning of a trip can absolutely ruin the rest of the trip and been there, done that. So even though I sound like a seven-year-old woman, a good pair of shoes is really great for a vacation. How about you, Regan? Yeah, that's really true. And also like, no shame. Good shoes, like, yes, there was one episode, too, I think it was New York, that we were like, make sure to wear shoes that are comfortable, over-fashionable. Yeah, it's just a good rule of thumb. Uh, I have two items that I cannot travel without. One is a bag for dirty laundry, because I cannot stand just having dirty laundry thrown everywhere in the room or my suitcase or wherever. And number two, I have a really special necklace that I literally feel naked if I'm not wearing. And I have a horror story about how my cat knocked it into our trash can and I bagged it up and threw it in the dumpster and the garbage man was coming that day. And I realized it was missing. So I went dumpster diving and went through the bag of trash, et cetera, et cetera. Moral of the story, I found the necklace and it's very important to me and I cannot travel with it. It. So wow. those two would be my items. That is dedication to that necklace. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of the, if there's anything else that I own that I would do that for, and uh, nope, I don't think so. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, our icebreaker, and we're gonna go ahead and jump into our topic for today, which, as we said, is Washington D.C. And I just want to kind of preface this episode by saying that Washington D.C might be kind of a painful place for some people to think about based on like recent events or anything like that. But I do want to encourage you to keep an open mind as you listen to this episode. I am a firm believer that in order to enact any kind of change, we really do need to first learn what happened in the past to learn and better our future. So this city really is filled with a ton of history. I mean, both good and bad, cultural, political. There's also history from around the world and how we relate to people around the world. And this city has played a huge role in getting our country to where we are today. So there's so much to learn even outside of politics. Like I said, the world around us. And that's what's really at the core of traveling generally is learning and discovering our world, how we fit into it to move humanity in general forward in a positive and compassionate way. So just keep that in mind as we uh, head through this episode. Yeah, so to get us started here, we first should figure out how in the world are you going to get around? So you've made it to Washington, D.C., whether you flew there, drove there, 
maybe you took some other form of public transportation, but you're in DC, now what? So when you're getting around this city, it's actually very user-friendly. And if you've never used a metro or a subway before, I found that the map is really easy to use and it's pretty simple. Um, so you can use the metro, that's a great resource. Even ask some locals if you're not sure how to read the map, but that's a great um, resource. And then it's also very walkable. Um, if you go to the National Mall, pretty much every touristy or historical thing you wanna see is going to be there. So it's very easy to walk around. That's why I like to bring my nice walking shoes. Um, so walking around is a great option. Um, of course they have Uber and Lyft, it's a major city. Um, and then we recommend not driving on your own. Of course, it's totally your decision, but parking can be really hard, it's a city. And then the best time to visit um, we would recommend September to November. There's cooler temperatures, less crowds, maybe not November during an election. That might get a little bit crazy. <laughs> um, so in other, other political events as well, elections, court cases, different sessions that might be um, being held during those months. But if that's something you're going to the city for, then that's fine too. Um, and then March to May is really great, but beware of college graduations at the end of May or beginning of May, sorry and then the Cherry Blossom Festival at the end of March. That brings a huge amount of people to the area. Um, so you want to stay away from those if you can, or maybe you're coming for the Cherry Blossom Festival or a college graduation. So you're looking for things to do there. Um, and then making the most of your visit. So you've got there and you figured out what time of year you wanna go. Now, how are you going to make the most of your visit? Well, like New York City, we recommend um, getting a sightseeing pass if you're going to be doing a lot of different um, maybe tours or going to different museums if they're not free because some museums are free. Um, so make sure you are just comparing the costs and making sure if you want to do something that you make sure it's free or if it's not free, see if you can get that sightseeing pass um, to be more cost effective for your trip. Um, so like I said, some museums are free but do your research like any other place. Do your research and see if you do need the advanced time entry tickets because you can't just walk in and say, hey, this is free, I'm just gonna come on in. Um, you do need to make sure you get the advanced time entry tickets if that is applicable to um, the museum that you're gonna be going to. So speaking of museums, uh, we're gonna be going back and forth here with a ton of different museums that we have been to ones we recommend. Um, so Regan, you want to start us off? Yeah, like Allie said, so many of the museums are free. Definitely do your research. She's not wrong. Do it. Um, but a lot of the Smithsonian specific museums are free, which makes this trip really great if you're on a budget and with a family. There's a lot of history. There's a lot of culture. There's just a lot of great educational sites to visit. Um, so museums. We're going to start off with the Smithsonian National Museum of Natural History, and this is one of my favorites, and this is one of the free ones. Um, it's completely dedicated to discovering the natural world and our place in it, which I feel really passionately about. So you've got all sorts of different exhibitions from human origins. There's a giant hall of fossils, which is really, really cool, um, including a section for dinosaurs, which is awesome. Uh, my personal favorite, though, is the Hall of Gems. And this does not just have like the gems themselves behind glass. There is that. But there's also so many pieces of immaculate jewelry made from some of the most 
rare and precious stones in the world. Like the Hope Diamond is on display there. It's just like everything sparkles and blings and I love it. (laughs) And I want to take everything home. (laughs) There's also like your your typical exhibits like that you would find in almost any natural history museum. Like there's mammals and amphibians, like all sorts of animals that you can just like view the taxidermied versions of. Um, And there's even things like textiles, and that kind of goes into human origins and things like that. So it's a really, really diverse museum. And like I said, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, and speaking of favorites, one of my favorites actually is the National Museum of African American History and Culture. It's one of the newer museums in Washington, D.C., and it celebrates but also grieves the stories and the impacts that um, African Americans have had throughout history. And it has tons of floors just packed full of great information some sad things but also like I said a lot of celebratory things as well so there's clothing worn by key activists um, like Rosa Parks, Ann Lowe, Harriet Tubman Um, you'll also see MLK's original speech from the March on Washington Um, you see the evolution of social justice posters and documents uh, throughout the time well, as you go through the museum, you might see pictures of James Brown um, with a portrait of Abraham Lincoln. And even in recent history, um, people like Breonna Taylor, there's a portrait of the, her um, there as well. So you can see it gradually uh, makes its way from the past into the present. And um, you can see the impact that the Amer- African-American community that they've had on our culture and our society and the things that are still happening today that were happening years ago. I really want to get there and sounds like it's amazing. The next museum is the National Air and Space Museum, another free one. A great museum for kids. Of course, any of these are going to be great for kids because kids can learn just about anything. They're like sponges. Um, But if you're looking for a more interactive museum or something like that, National Air and Space is where it's at. Of course, it goes through the history of flight and not just like airplanes but also spaceships and like military planes and everything like that so you'll see things like the original wright brothers plane from 1903 the apollo 11 command module and gear including neil armstrong's like it's really cool that you get to kind of connect these historical figures with things in person uh there's amelia Earhart's plane and there's like the test lunar rover navigation vehicle which is pretty cool too um you just really get a good snapshot of the evolution of aviation and space gear there's even like star trek models so they've incorporated some pop culture into it too so that's a really really cool museum great for kids and just inspirational yeah and if you're looking for a museum that has it all the national museum of american history is a great one so maybe you don't have a lot of time um, on your trip and you're like okay i just want to pick one museum and go there that i can see a lot of great stuff so the national museum of american history is the place to be there are over three million historical objects preserving the culture political technological advancements of the united states so you might see things like the star-spangled banner Um, ruby slippers from Dorothy's The Wizard of Oz. So just like random stuff that you wouldn't necessarily think of. Maybe Prince's Yellow Cloud Electric Guitar. Maybe you are a huge Prince fan and you want to go see that guitar. This is the museum for you. Or even Edison's Lamp. If you're looking to see Abraham Lincoln's Top Hat. Or even the We Can Do It poster. Then you want to make sure you are checking out the National Museum of American History. It has 
a ton of different things if you're looking for one museum to check out if you have a limited amount of time. Yeah, my personal favorite there is C-3PO from Return of the Jedi. He is there and you just like bow at the shrine, you know, like <laughs> it's just it's so it's so good. Um, is the National Museum of the American Indian. And it's one of the world's most expansive collections of native objects, photographs, media, not and not just from the United States, but the entire Western Hemisphere. So it spans far and wide. And there are so many exhibits, like there's treaties between Native American tribes and nations and the United States. Of course, we have a really troubled past with Native Americans. So this museum was created in very, very close connection and collaboration with several different Native American tribes. Um, And so there are so many great exhibits. There's gorgeous jewelry and handmade bags, clothing, uh, pottery, headdresses. It's just, there's some really cool artistry going on there and tools using games like cricket and hand carved figurines depicting history and animals. There's a veterans memorial for Native American veterans. And it just really does a good job of honoring that piece of our country, which is a very integral piece of our country because they were here first. So I'm glad that's um, been created in the capital to honor these people. Yeah, I love that. I haven't been to this museum particularly, but I love that they're doing that and they're working alongside Native American tribes to make sure the right information is put out there um, about them and their history. So maybe you're like, okay, I do not like museums. I'm overlooking at artifacts. I want something else to do. I have kids. Um, The National Zoo is a really great option. It is home to more than 2,700 animals. That is a ton of animals. I don't know about you, but I don't think I've ever seen that many animals at one single zoo before. So if you want to see pretty much any animal possible, go to the National Zoo. They have 390 species of animals, and you might see Regan's favorite, the sloth bear. Oh, it's so cute. It literally looks like a sloth that's a bear, and that might have been obvious, but it is adorable, so go visit it. Also, they have pandas, which are like really cool. And if you're looking into like an art museum, I haven't spent a ton of time in the art museums in DC because when I went, I maybe wasn't necessarily as appreciative, but there's the American Art Museum uh, among several in DC. Um, It's the nation's first collection of American art, actually. And there's contemporary art, photography, early American art, Latino art, African America art from artists such as Georgia O'Keeffe, Winslow Homer, John Singleton Copley. Um, There's also an interactive study center within the museum. So the surrounding colleges, that's a really great resource for them, the arts colleges and everything. Um, There's also the Hirshhorn Museum and Sculpture Garden, which that's another really cool building to look at also. The architecture is just like this donut looking thing. So it's pretty cool. Um, there's contempor- that's dedicated to contemporary art, and there's a sunken sculpture garden, which is pretty cool. I think they rotate sculptures as well. And finally, one of the other highlights of the art museums is the National Portrait Gallery. That one's actually pretty cool. It's a multimedia art museum dedicated to the people who shaped our country. And some of the people included in there are Michelle Obama, portraits of all the presidents throughout history, Jimi Hendrix, Anna Mae Wong, Marilyn Monroe, Martin Luther King Jr., Duke Ellington, LeBron James, et cetera, et cetera. Like all these people who contributed to our country's history. So that's a pretty cool one as well. 
That's awesome. I'm not really into art, but the National Portrait Gallery sounds really cool just to see all those different portraits of um, historic people. Um, so that leads us to our National Postal Museum. This one is a really great one for kids. It is located within the historic U.S. Post Office building, and it houses the largest collection of stamps. As you can imagine, it is the post office and mail supplies in the world. It also showcases the evolution of postal trucks. It has um, from the very beginning of like stagecoaches to the motorized vehicles that we see today. And then you can also start your own stamp collection while you're there um, if you are interested in doing that. Yeah, that's a cool one. I remember that one. But it something that maybe is for some older people, uh, it was the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum. And it is an incredible museum. It's one of those that we definitely want to go to so that we can remember and correct things, uh, especially things like anti-Semitism, genocide, Holocaust denial, all of these things. There's a ton of resources there to just support. They have a whole seminar series with survivors of the Holocaust. So you can talk to them, hear their stories. Uh, it's, it's really, really great that they honor and remember the victims and survivors of this horrible event so well. And there are actually two parts of this museum. One part includes several rotating exhibitions that are about America's involvement with the Holocaust, various groups throughout the Holocaust, and then like specific stories of people. But the second part is the part where <laughs> it's a little more emotionally heavy. And this is recommended for ages 11 and up. Uh, and this part is a permanent installation that takes up three floors of the museum. And it is the full history of the Holocaust. It is very moving. It's very emotional. There are some really graphic, difficult moments. So really make sure that you plan a full day for this museum because well, the museum itself takes a while to go through, but also it can probably be pretty triggering. So make sure you're mindful of that and take care of yourself and um, don't let that shy you away from going. Because like I said, we really do need to remember this, but just be aware that uh, it'll be an emotional day for you. Yeah, I've been to this museum before and it is devastating. That I shouldn't say this is cool, but one thing that they do give you is um, you get to be assigned to a person's name and you figure out whether or not your person survives the Holocaust. And that was very, very impactful. Like I said, it's not, cool is not the right word for it. I guess it is eye-opening and impactful because it then it puts you almost in the shoes of that person and thinks, you see these pictures, you see the things that they go through, and then you may or may not make it because your person did not make it through the Holocaust. And it really, really puts an impact on you and it, like as Regan said, it's recommended for ages 11 up, rightfully so, because it has a huge impact and can be very triggering and emotional. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up the most trending articles on the web on topics you choose at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. The entire web becomes listenable for the first time, all in one place. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling and start listening. You can follow any topic as specific as you like, from sports, tech, business, science, Bitcoin, or even the Kardashians. It will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. And the best part, they have podcasts. Explore trending podcasts from over 80 countries. You can even find us there. I started using it as my default podcast app. They even have a digital radio. 
Download and use Newsly for free now at www.newsly.me or from the link in the description and use promo code WIVES. That's W-I-V-E-S. And you can get a one-month free premium subscription. You can find all this information in our description from this episode. And now back to our episode. Okay, so moving on to something still very heavy, um, but I think is something everyone should go do is the sights to see. And this includes all of the memorials. It is actually a 3.1 mile loop. Um, so bring your, your comfy shoes, <laughs> um, something I can't travel without. And you will see things like the Lincoln Memorial, the World War II Memorial, the Korean Conflict Veterans Memorial, the Vietnam War Veterans Memorial, the Jefferson Memorial, the Washington Monument, um, the ML- and the MLK Memorial. So this can be quite heavy as well because you just see some of the lists of names or the um, crosses or tombstones of all of these people who have passed away um, fighting for our freedom. So I highly recommend you check it out. Even if you don't do the 3.1 mile loop, um, at least check out some of these memorials because it is very um, moving and eye-opening and you just get to see how much was sacrificed um, for our country. Yeah, that's that's a really great way to put it is like, we, we really should do it. But yeah, it, it's tough to look at those lists of names and you see people similar to like the 9-11 memorial, just like grieving. Um, so it's a lot. Um, but the, again, the sculpture of it, too, like if you're into architecture or anything like that, that's that's a really cool aspect of it, too. They've done a really good job of honoring these. There's also an FDR memorial. It's not in that loop, but uh, you can go visit that in the city as well. And then a couple of like the more political or governmental buildings, etc. There is the White House. Tours are no longer allowed. Shocking. Um, but you can like go up to the gates and look at it. Maybe Joe's out there walking his dog or something. There's also the Capitol building where tours are available. Just make sure to look at when you're going and what you should sign up for. And then the Arlington National Cemetery is a hop, skip, and a jump over the Potomac. But that's a really, really beautiful afternoon. Uh, That's the home of the Eternal Flame by John F. Kennedy's burial. Also buried with him is like Robert F. Kennedy, Edward M. Kennedy, and Jackie Kennedy. Uh, And he is actually only one of two presidents buried in Arlington National Cemetery, the other being William Howard Taft. So that's a really great experience. And the changing of the guard by that and the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier is actually a really powerful ceremony to attend and be a part of. Um, Just please don't talk during it. That's really disrespectful. So make sure if you go, you're quiet, your cell phone's on silent, etc., you can, and like I said, that's right by the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, too. And this was started with World War One, and it represents so many unidentified soldiers that are lost in warfare. That's one of several tombs around the world. Um, but that's really a really commemorative moment as well. You can also find the burial of victims of the 9-11 Pentagon attack, as well as a memorial. There's an Apollo 1 memorial and graves for two of the astronauts. And there's also a memorial to the victims of the Iranian hostage crisis. So there's a lot there. Again, it seems that Washington, D.C. is full of some heavy moments, but um, a really beautiful afternoon honoring the lives of a lot of these people who made an impact. Yeah, absolutely. It is one of the most beautiful cities I've been to. So um, definitely recommend checking out those memorials, even if it is a bit heavy, it's highly recommended. 
Um, also, we have the Library of Congress. This is the research library for Congress. It's also the oldest um, cultural institution in the country. And that kind of goes hand in hand almost with the National Archives, which is home to several national altering documents like the Declaration of Independence, the Articles of Confederation, Constitution of the United States, Bill of Rights, Louisiana Purchase, and the Emancipation Proclamation. Yeah, and you might, well, well, we'll touch on this a little later of some, like, if you're interested in movies, where you should go to see some of the filming locations, but you'll recognize the National Archives from none other than National Treasure. Brilliant movie. I don't care what anyone else says. Um, And then also, there are a couple of other experiences to have. Something that's part of the National Park System is Ford's Theater. It's a National Park's uh, historic site. And this is the theater where Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. And so you get to sit in the audience and you get to look up at where he was sitting and it's chilling to like picture everything that was happening there. And I'm pretty sure they do a reenactment at some of the different tours. And then just across the street is where they took him when he, once he was shot uh, and where he ultimately died. So that's a really powerful place as well. Uh, they do a really, really great job with the tour and they're very informative. So definitely check that out. And then also Mount Vernon is about a day trip from D.C., like 13 miles south, and that's George Washington's home. It's really gorgeous. You can tour the grounds, the house, the gardens. Uh, So it's really beautiful. If you're looking for a day trip out of D.C., that's a great option. Yeah, and like Regan said, there are tons of different um, places that have been in movies. So maybe you're a huge movie buff and you want to do just a movie tour. So the National Archives and Library of Congress, like Green said, was in the National Treasure. There's the Washington Monument, which is in Spider-Man, the Homecoming. National History Museum was Night at the Museum. The White House was in Independence Day. Um, The Lincoln Memorial and the Reflecting Pool was in Forrest Gump. And then Watergate Hotel was All the President's Men. So check out those if you're really interested in movies. Yeah, I was obsessed with National Treasure when I went to D.C. as a kid. And so I had to go. I had to find where Riley's like in the sewers doing all his techie computer stuff. Like I had to go and find every single place that I possibly could. Um, So definitely check that out. Be a geek. Who cares? It's so fun. Um, And yeah, just so you know, the Washington Monument is intact in Spider-Man Homecoming. It did not actually implode. So you will actually still be able to see that. So just a disclaimer. Sorry to spoil the movie for you in case you haven't seen it. If you haven't, go watch it. Yeah, so that about wraps up our episode. Just want to leave you with a final thought here. Um, This episode is coming out around Veterans Day. So we just want to say a huge thank you to all of our veterans. Um, Our country would probably not be where it is today without you and your sacrifices that you made. And thank you to the people who are currently serving um, our country. We hope we did DC the justice that it deserves. And thank you all for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to the Wanderlusting Wives podcast. Come escape with us again every other Tuesday. Give us a subscribe and a follow on all of our social media and wherever you listen to your podcasts. And until we chat next time, wander on.